Good morning and good afternoon and welcome back to The Forgotten. During the Spanish-American War, black women served as nurses. The yellow fever and typhoid epidemics led Surgeon General Sternberg and Dr. Anita Newcomb-McGee, acting assistant surgeon in charge of nurses, to seek out female immunes, women who had survived the disease. And on July 13, 1898, Namayoki Curtis, wife of Dr. Austin Curtis, superintendent of the Freedmen's Hospital in Washington, D.C., was asked to recruit immune nurses. Herself under contract to the Army as an immune nurse, Mrs. Curtis hired 32 black women who were allegedly immune to yellow fever. Most of her recruits went to Santiago, Cuba in July and August 1898 to serve in the worst of the epidemics. At least two of their number, T.R. Bradford and Minerva Trumbull, died from typhoid fever. Other black graduate nurses received direct contracts from the Surgeon General for service in the Spanish-American War. Tuskegee Institute records reveal five nursing graduates served in Army camps. Black women nurses were also recruited from the Washington, D.C. Freedmen's Hospital, Provident of Chicago, Massachusetts General, Charity Hospital in New Orleans, and the Phyllis Wheatley Training School. As many as 80 black women have, may have served. In World War I, at the outset, many trained black nurses enrolled in the American Red Cross, hoping to gain entry into the Army or Navy Nurse Corps. As the war escalated, public pressure increased to enlist black women. Finally, shortly after the armistice, 18 black Red Cross nurses were offered Army Nurse Corps assignments. Assigned to Camp Grant, Illinois, and Camp Sherman in Ohio, they lived in segregated quarters and cared for German prisoners of war and black soldiers. Cessation of hostilities halted plans to assign black nurses to Camp Dodge, Camp Meade, Fort Riley, and Camp Taylor. By August 1919, all black nurses had been released from service as the nursing corps were reduced to their peacetime levels. One of these pioneering women, Eileen Cole Stewart, later wrote The Story of the Negro. Nurse in World War I is not spectacular. We arrived after the armistice was signed, which alone was anticlimactic. So we had no opportunity for service above and beyond the call of duty. But each one of us did contribute quite quietly and with dignity to the idea that justice demands professional equality for all qualified nurses. Following the war, demand for a permanent place for black women nurses in the military nursing corps continued. In replying to one such request from Congressman Somers, Colonel C.R. Darnell, executive officer, Army Medical Corps, wrote, The question of opening the nurse corps to colored nurses has from time to time received the serious consideration of this office. But because of the necessity of arranging the, their tours of duty in various regions of the United States as well as in our overseas dependencies and of the difficulty, if not impossibility, of arranging proper quarters and messing facilities for them, their employment has been found impracticable in time of peace. You may rest assured that when military conditions make it practic practicable to utilize colored nurses, they will not be overlooked. Black women serve their country. In other capacities, four black women were among the 3,480 Y women, they, call, they were called, volunteers who helped soldiers and sailors overseas. At the request of the Army, the YMCA provided recreation for the American Expeditionary Force by staffing canteens, nursing, sewing, baking, and providing amusement and educational activities for the soldiers. Stay tuned for the conclusion of The Forgotten.
Ebony Contrarian, out.